0: Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk.
1: Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again.
2: There's a really interesting piece in an article in The Independent, actually. It's called One and Done. Why there's still stigma around being an only child. And Barbara Neeson, who wrote the article, is with us on the line today. Barbara, what's your experience of this?
3: Good afternoon, Andrea. Thanks for having me on. I'm an only child myself, so I have uh, quite a lot of experience, Forty, coming on 42 years now, of being an only child and an only child in Ireland, where, as you well know, a larger family is the norm. Yeah. Um, my primary school, I was one of only two only children in a class of 36. Um, so we were very much in the minority, but I'm um, happy to say that that has shifted over time. Mm-hmm. Um, the last census had brought us to 22.7% of Irish households um, were noted as having one child. And it'll be interesting to see what comes out of the, the census um, results later this year. Yeah. But it, it's certainly become a more prevalent, um, I think choice is, is the right word in a lot of cases, but certainly a, a, a different type of family unit. Um, that has become more prevalent in Ireland. So I, I wrote the piece because I'm an only child and because I'm raised an only child. And I have my experience has always been overwhelmingly positive. Um, there's, there's the odd comments. I, co- I cover sort of loneliness It's always the one that I used to have thrown at me. Um, but it was my, my hope was that by having a little bit of a conversation around having just one child that we would promote a bit of honesty around mm-hmm. um, parenting conversations. And also perhaps a bit more empathy. Um, something that definitely came out of my pace is whilst there weren't a huge number of negative comments, that definitely has reduced over the years, I'm happy to say. People were still quite... Content to provide um, unsolicited comments
0: on decisions. People, that you I, I the have discovered, following.
2: I've discovered Barbara from chatting to people on this show in the last two years. It is incredible the amount of <laughs> unwanted comments and commentary that people get, and that members of the public are willing to give people that they think they have some sort of a right <laughs> to go up to somebody, it's, you know, a you it's or it's whatever.
3: It's It's unbelievable. Especially with something to do with a family, with your family, with your 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 number of children, um, I was I I was prompted to write the article because I'd gone to visit the doctor and I had my son with me and he was just there. Uh, we had no child care at the time, and um, the doctor commented that it would be a shame for him to be raised on his own. Now she was she was lovely, and I know she meant it well. You know, she meant it as a compliment on my my boy Flynn. He'll be four next month. Mm. You know, she did mean it genuinely as a compliment, but. Um, it, it wouldn't be a shame if, if, if he was alone. No. Um, he, he's, he's perfectly happy. And I think the other issue was for me that she didn't know my own history. You know, she didn't know what perhaps my journey was to becoming a mother. And, you know, we'd had complications. We'd had a miscarriage before having Flynn. I had found uh, p- pregnancy very difficult. Um, my and mater- my, my maternal mental health was, was very weak for mm. a long time. So for us, it was a, an active choice. But okay. for some other families. Um, you know, I have friends who have tried 3IVF for many years to provide a sibling, you know, to have another child in the family and that hasn't come to fruition. And they're very happy with their family as it is, but they maybe wish they'd found more solace in, in having one child before because they went through so much, you know, um, in the pursuit to have another child. So by normalising that the one doesn't mean lonely, Um, One may may mean alone but it doesn't mean lonely Mm. Um, and and it also allows for a really unique dynamic within the family um, where you have a lot of time for, you're you're not being pulled in many different directions between um, your children, your resources aren't being pulled in in many different directions which you know yourself Andrew, at the minute, things are very very tight Mm -hmm. for families um, cost of living is very difficult so the inflation is, is, is off the scale and also the housing crisis. Something I found very interesting was the number of, the growth in the number of families um, with children over the age of, one child over the age of 15 living at home. That's actually the majority of one child families at the moment. Yeah, and I know. there's no, there's no statistics currently breaking down, you know, the, the breakdown of the demographic of those children in that age group but I was I, I believe that it's playing on people's minds. Well, how many children are we going to have moving forward? Because how, how many will we be able to have back living with us? Is
2: that all? I know. know. <laughs> it's, it's all, it's all part of it, all part of the conversation. Barbara, stay with us if, um, on the line if you don't mind, because a couple of other people have got in touch actually too about this. Joe was with us on the line. Joe, you're a mum of an only child. Um, have you encountered any, you know, any of this kind of stigma or the, the odd comments that people feel they've some right to give you?
1: Yeah. Hi, Andrea. Yeah, I think people sometimes, it's almost you, you get sympathy as if maybe it wasn't your choice to have one. They don't understand that we only wanted one and, and we were quite happy with that and it fits in with our lifestyle. And I think sometimes sort of people think maybe you wanted more and couldn't have them. They can't quite understand it. Um, but my daughter's very happy as only child. She, we've spoken to her about it and she says she wouldn't want a brother or sister. We have a dog who she sees, I think, as her little brother. And um, she adores him, and she's perfectly happy and with that. But I have also... Sorry, yeah.
2: No, go on ahead, Jo. Sorry, go on ahead.
1: Yeah, and no, I've also had some comments. She's actually autistic, and sometimes behaviour might not be what people are expecting, and I have had some comments, sort of, you know, like, spoil only child, <laughs> um, which I wonder if we wouldn't get those comments if I had several right. children. I think maybe just thinking it's spoiled and not seeing the behaviour for what it is. So, yeah, so I think there is a little... Maybe not people doing it intentionally, but just um, unconscious yeah. stigma around.
2: <clears throat> the, uh, Rosemary, you're with us too. Um, what's your experience of this, or what's your thoughts on it?
0: Yeah, hi. I grew up as an only child myself. And like that, I was in the minority of being an only child. But I went on to have 12 children of my own, so I went the opposite Grace. way. It's, just, it's always what I wanted to do. I can't yeah. necessarily say it's because I was an only child myself. But I always imagined myself as being a mum to a large family. And I was lucky enough that we were able to make that happen. And now I can't imagine anything else. Whereas I'm sure Joe, there at Wood would say she can't imagine having 12 children. So it kind of works both ways. with the comments, the old list of comments, absolutely a huge issue on both ends. We get so many comments like, you're done now. You should be sterilised, whatever. Do you? Do you, Rosemary? You you
2: get get the comments the other way now?
0: The other way? Oh yeah, that must be the last baby now. Oh God, that's, having a big family is disgusting. So those comments are very, very much there for people with a large family as well. So it's kind of like, if you have one child, it's like, have more, that's not enough. And then if you have what's deemed as too many children, stop having kids, that's enough now. Well, look, it's what comes down to what suits that family, what's possible for that family. Stop telling people what to do with their bodies and just worry about yourself. Although the comments can be well-meaning as well, or they can be jokingly in fashion. It can't be upsetting for people because none of us know what another person is going through if they're going through fertility issues, pregnancy loss. We just don't know. Mm. And, and Barbara, that comes back
2: to the very point you made at the outset as well. You know, even like as you say, the, the well-meaning doctor who passed comment on your your own son playing you know in the surgery and mm-hmm. and, and and stating, wouldn't it be great if he'd someone else to you know to, to play along with as well? Like that, nearly can put pressure. On, on parents or on people. It nearly implies like there's something wrong with that.
3: It's, to... it's, it's, I joke that it's uh, being a mother is the only miracle you have to do twice for it to count. You know, it's um, it, it's definitely a case of it's exactly what Rosemary said, actually. You can't please people, you know. You, can, you, you don't please them by having one. You can't please them by having a big family. I, I just learned a long time ago there is no pleasing anybody, really, except for yourself and the people that you care about. And they're just going to be happy for you because you're happy. They're not going to care how many children you have or what your situation. They just care about you. And and I and I love that we're. I get the feeling in the great sense that we are moving forward as a society mm. and being more more open minded to different family dynamics. But especially, I think in Ireland there is a bit of a hangover, isn't there, from um, old traditional values and expectation, um, perhaps not only of family size but of women also. So. It's a, it's a complex issue. Um, and I'm, I'm really, I was really grateful to the families that I spoke to. They were so candid with me and sharing their, their experiences. Yeah. But, but I was happy to say they were mostly positive, positive. Um, in terms of people sort of commenting on on them. but okay. precocious is definitely one that is thrown around spoiled. But again, like Rosemary, I, again, or sorry, um, like Joe had said about, about her daughter. Sometimes you know people again will will pass judgments on behaviour of a child again without knowing anything I know. about them. Sure, him, we're all so all,
2: do- all medics and doctors now as well. You see, this is oh, and, and, and as
3: as well as real crime aficionados. <laughs> I know. The bottom line comes. <laughs> the bottom line comes down to we could just all be a wee bit more understanding, and yeah. maybe you know, as my granny used to say, if there's nothing nice to say, we'll just down down
2: say down. nothing at all. Exactly. Mark is with us in Carlo. Mark, what's your uh, situation?
4: Yeah, I I I grew up as an only child because my mother originally had 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 a, had a, a removed uh, or father removed due to cancer. So I grew up as an automatic only child, and my wife is from Brazil, from Rio de Janeiro, and she grew up as an only child. And we found that we saw no difference really because we had thirty cousins, an, an extended family that mm. we, we we hung about together. So I never really thought it was an only child. It's such a kind of a kind a a large group of people I used to meet up with after school every day and, and we used to do the things together weekends. So, but on the side of being an only child, I say that I respected what I had more in 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 everyday life. That I wasn't spoiled and my wife wasn't spoiled. And back in the, the 80s and 90s, we weren't flush with money too much. And it was, you know, it came along to Christmas. You had a budget. Or your parents had a budget and you kind of, you didn't. You weren't looking for X games or X boxes at that time. You're looking for simple toys. It was a, it was a lovely time. Mm. It was a lovely time. Yeah.
2: There's an interesting text has come in, and I don't know if if any of you, you know, want to comment on this. But this listener says, "I feel so strongly about this issue. I'm an only child in my forties, and it never really bothered me until now. But being the only tri- child and trying to manage two elderly, frail parents along with my own kids is exhausting, and the pull on my time is never ending."
3: Oh, I I have nothing but empathy for that. Um, and, of course, I'd be lying if I said it wasn't as an only child. It wasn't something that I thought about um, as my mum gets older, you know. But um, well, I, I guess my view on it is that it, it, the state should really be stepping in there. You know, you should have more assistance in that space. It shouldn't be falling to children to provide personal care and for their parents as they age. And I think that that's something that, you know, as a society as a whole, we need to we need to address I've nothing but sympathy and empathy for that person. Mm. But I don't believe that um, uh, having more children is the answer. You have no guarantees. You mm. know, um, have a, you could have more children with the hope that you could have that support, but, but you know, like relationships... People could be living structured. abroad
2: or any... you know could be living anything, anywhere. Yeah.
4: It's, it's
2: do, do, you a, do you have a view on that, Mark?
4: In, in, in my case, I care for my father and mother before to die. So... I was an automatic. You know, I was responsible for the two of them. Mm. And in one case, my, my mother became blind. it became a care for her in the end of her life, and she 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 got the cancer. Came back after seventeen or eighteen years. So, you know, and my father's day, she got dementia, and I took care of my father until I could not. physically a him. system, but so then I had to put him into a nursing home. But I still cared for so you know him as a person.
2: It's, there's a lot of stories uh, coming in and uh, mark actually thanks a million I, sh- I should say as well for for getting in touch rosemary joe too um this listener says i was a very i was a very lonely child as my parents had no kids according to this texter this listener says i've an only child as a son who would have loved a sibling still um he's 13 years of age and it pains him greatly but unfortunately we couldn't have any more he guilts us all the time he's totally spoiled and i would have to admit it's hard not to because we feel so guilty. There's some really personal stories coming in from people. Mark, listen, thanks again, Rosemary, Joe, and uh, Barbara. Barbara Neeson, thanks a million uh, for you, for joining us and sharing your story with us too on the programme today. Lunchtime Live at Newstalk.com. Lunchtime
0: Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on Talk.